0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to online worship today from the sanctuary of the First Presbyterian Church of Quincy. It is good to know that you are here and that you are with me, that we are connected by the Holy Spirit for this wonderful time during this Sunday, the second Sunday of Advent. I want to start by thanking Ruth for filling in last week. I appreciated the break, and thank you so much, Ruth, for your lesson, for your teaching. Also last week, uh, we got weathered out for the first time in our outdoor worship service. As I mentioned in an email to everybody, uh, nothing makes you look more foolish than trying to predict the weather. I thought it would be a monsoon. It wasn't, it was just misty and wet and nasty. So we stayed home and hopefully y'all were able to worship uh, online uh, to say your prayers to be thinking about this season of Advent. that weather, we hope, is gonna hold for this week. We think it's gonna be better. So uh, we do plan to being out, to be out on the field for the second Sunday in Advent. Uh, there will be breakfast, so uh, come a few minutes early and, and get your breakfast in a bag. There'll be chocolate, hot chocolate and coffee to get you going. Whatever you need to kind of get you through morning it's going to be a great time we are looking forward to it Um, but as i mentioned and as i remind you um, check your emails early on sunday because if anything goes wonky uh, that's how we're going to let you know but as of now we do plan to be there and we are looking forward to it i do have some less uh, some announcements to share with you as always i do ask that you Uh, Keep those on our prayer list in your daily prayers and your thoughts as you go about your lives each week. Uh, There are many folks on that list and all covet your prayers and know that all uh, of your prayers will be heard by God. So uh, they are great gifts that we can give to each other. Uh, I do ask that uh, you please stay COVID safe. The coronavirus numbers nationally, statewide and now in our county are as high or higher than they have ever been through these past nine months. The numbers are astounding. And y'all remember, I'm sure, how anxious we all were during the summertime uh, when we kind of really started to take everything seriously and we started to do, um, you know, be more vigilant about what we were doing to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe it's like twice as bad now as it was then. So, I know everybody is tired of this. I know that we are ready for it to be over, but it's not yet. So, do the things you need to do. Wear your mask when you're out and about. CDC actually says now to wear your mask when you're inside buildings. It's not just um, when you're in big crowds, it's pretty much like always. So, I'm sorry, keep your masks on, Keep Distanced always and stay home when you can. Only go out when you really need to. Let's do what we can to get everybody through this uh, last bit uh, as safely as we can. Uh, Today, Sunday the 6th, is Thornwell Sunday. So if you'd like to make a donation for Thornwell Sunday, we always gather gifts and, and checks and we send them. Uh, up to Thornwell, to the home in Thornwell, please uh, write Thornwell in the memo line of your check. Or if you'd like to bring a gift, bring it to in-person worship or to the church office this week up until Thursday. Uh, Friday, we'll be boxing things up. Monday, they'll be getting sent up to South Carolina. So please um, participate, be part of that, and uh, share Christmas joy with some children who could really use it. A big thank you to everybody who helped decorate uh, the church campus this last week for Christmas. Uh, Things are looking festive and beautiful, so thank you so much. Thanks to you who have bought greenery from the kids, the youth, uh, in their fundraiser, their biggest fundraiser of the year. I did talk to Lisa. She said that we have a couple small wreaths left, that's all, So if you could use one or you need one, give Lisa a call and she will set you up with a small wreath. Uh, Speaking of youth, Lisa asked me to remind y'all if you are sending youth to youth group on Sunday or if you are a youth watching this uh, service online, uh, tonight at youth wear paint worthy clothing because you'll be doing some more painting. So don't wear anything that you'd be upset if it were to get paint on it. Some things happening around uh, the church this week. PWECT is meeting uh, spaced and masked in the fellowship hall on Monday. If you'd rather, you can meet by Zoom and we do have deacons on Tuesday night via Zoom at 5:30 session. Your meeting is Wednesday via Zoom starting at 5:15. 15 stewardship season has wrapped up we are still getting pledges in so it is not too late if you'd like to share a pledge to make a pledge of financial support to your church please do send it in we are taking uh, care of the budget right now doing all that budget work so these pledges help us determine uh, where we can spend in the coming year and what we can do so um, thank you if you send it in if you'd like to send it in Go on and send it uh, to the office. I do thank you for keeping up with your tithes, your gifts, your offerings, as I said, Thornwell uh, and regular gift. Um, bring them by the office, send them into the office, or if you're in in person worship, put them in the Joash box. Thank you so very much for your faithfulness. Um, I need to announce this because it's a, a book of order requirement. But next Sunday, the 13th, we will be having a congregational meeting. The officer nominating committee has finished the work that we elected them to do. So next Sunday in the congregational meeting, we will elect the deacons and elders for the class of 2022, a youth deacon for the class of 2021, and a deacon to fill an unexpired term for the class of 2021. The meeting will happen during the in-person service at the beginning of the service. Uh, We will open for nominations if you'd like to nominate someone to serve. Uh, But know this, uh, if anyone is nominated uh, beyond the slate that will be offered by the nominating committee, then we will start voting. So uh, it will take some time and make sure if you're going to nominate someone that they're prepared for that and they'd like to go through with that. Otherwise, uh, we will vote and accept the slate uh, from the committee that has done the work that you asked them to do. So we're taking care of that next week. Uh, Is there anything else? Do you guys know of anything I've missed? Because each week what I miss is I don't ask if there's anything else. I'm just trying to train myself for in-person worship. Friends, again, I am glad that you are here watching, that you are with me, that we are connected by the Spirit. It is so good to know you are there and to know that you're praying as I'm praying, as we are all praying, that one day soon, it's gonna be safe enough that we'll be together in this space, shoulder to shoulder, in our beloved sanctuary. Thanks to Scott and Tamara, to uh, Chris and Ian, to the uh, FSU section leaders who lead us uh, with our special music, Ethan and Cameron today. Thank you to all of them for sharing their gifts and thanks again to you for being here. Friends, church, family, neighbors, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. also awesome. with you. Friends, let us worship God with thanksgiving. Today is the second Sunday in Advent. So today, uh, behind me you will see that the Candle of Hope, which was lit last week, is relit. And today, the Candle of Peace joins the Candle of Hope. The first candle of the Advent wreath was the Candle of Hope. The second candle is the Candle of Peace and reminds us to pray and work for peace. We are also called through the Holy Spirit to look for the signs of God's peace in the world. Peace is not merely an absence of fighting or war. Peace is the restoration of relationships within creation between people and nations to their true order, which bring glory to their creator. Friends, let us pray. Holy and life-giving God, Your Son, our Savior, carries the title Prince of Peace. You have called us to imitate him in thought, word, and deed. Let us seek to be peacemakers in our homes, in the community, and in the world. We thank you, God, for your peace, which passes all understanding. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. And continuing with our Advent season, I now turn it over to Lisa, who loves nothing more than to be in front of a camera as she gives us our Jesse Tree lesson for today, the second Sunday of Advent.
1: Okay, this Sunday is our second Sunday of Advent, and we are adding six more figures to our tree today. We're starting out with Jacob's Ladder, and remember he, he had a dream that the ladder went to heaven and the angels were going up and down. Um, and so that's Jacob's ladder. Then we have Joseph and his coat of many colors and how um, God protected him through all his trials that he went through with his brothers and all, and he protected the people. So that's Joseph's coat of many colors. And then, what is that? Okay, it's a burning bush. So remember when Moses went and, and God told him that he was standing on holy ground and that he, the bush was burning, but it wasn't burning up. So that's the burning bush. All this leading to up to um, Jesus coming. All right, this is the um, parting of the Red Sea and how um, God parted the waters So that the people could walk through on dry land and they were protected. All through this, God's protecting his people. Then we have when Moses got the, the Ten Commandments that taught us how to love God and love each other. So he went up and those were the tablets that the Ten Commandments were on. And then last for today, we have Rahab's house. And if you remember that story, she um, was protecting the, her people from um, the enemies. And so see this little thing right here? It's not a crack in the wall, it's a rope. And she put a rope out and they climbed up on top of the roof and they were able to hide from the enemies. And she was David's great, great, great grandmother. Right? Three grandmothers, three greats? Anyway, still. From coming all the way up the line, um, we're headed to to the top where Jesus was born. So these all have to do with the line of David and the line of Jesus. So that's where we are for today. And um, hopefully if you haven't gotten your devotional, maybe we're gonna send it out online. And also we have copies at the office that you can either pick up or grab on Sunday. All right see you next week
0: Thanks Lisa. thanks so much for the Jesse Tree lesson for the for today. Um, friends let us open our hearts, minds and spirits as we approach our Lord. let us join together in prayer. Loving Lord, when we have strayed, you have called us to come home to you saying, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning. The Lord says to us, rend your hearts and not your clothing. And so with all our hearts, we return to God, gratefully accepting God's gentle love, welcoming the changes that love will make in us and in our lives. Inspire in us loving hearts that we would recognize our many blessings and that we would share our blessings with others. As we anticipate the arrival of the Christ child and the healing he brings, help us to also be instruments of healing in our communities and the world. During this season of Advent, through the season of Christmas, and on through all seasons of life, Bless us with opportunities to love and serve your children, and lead us in ways that we could and surely would best share Christ's goodness in all we say and in all we do. All this we pray in the name of the one whose birth we eagerly await, whose life gives us our name, whose love is our guide. We pray this in the name of Jesus who in addition to everything else, also taught us to pray this prayer together as a family of faith, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our special, our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Everybody makes mistakes, right? <laughs> hey, God is a God of grace. Friends, our first piece of special music today is, Lo, how a rose air blooming.
2: and them He saves us, and every
0: Thank you so very much for sharing your gifts with us, for leading us with that special music. Today we have two lessons uh, from Scripture. The first is from the gospel according to Luke. The second is from the book of Joel in the Old Testament. Uh, In Luke, we are in the 11th chapter. It's just one verse. The 13th verse. This particular verse comes uh, after Jesus has taught us the prayer that I just made a mistake saying. The Lord's Prayer. Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray. And then Jesus teaches further on the power of persistent prayer and the blessing of clarity to those who live lives of prayer. And here Jesus is making a point that if we have expectation in prayer and that if we do for others, even as we are, that certainly God's expectation of prayer and what God would do through prayer is that much more better still. So here now this passage from Luke. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Word of God For the people of God. From the Old Testament passage from the the book of Joel, uh, we are in the second chapter two verses, verses 12 and 13, and then we jump forward to verses uh, 28 and 29. Uh, Joel is a prophet who is speaking uh, to a people who are going through hard times. They are uh, beset with locusts, and there is drought. There is economic collapse, and there is great fear and anxiety. And Joel calls on them, calls on the people to turn to God so that they might know restoration and peace. If you think about what Jesus just said in Luke about what God would do, You can see how that might fit with this time of uncertainty uh, when Joel is writing this passage. Hear now the word of the Lord. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing, Return to the Lord your God, for God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God relents from punishing. Then afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female slaves. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. The Word of God for the people of God. God. Over the past few years, I've mostly enjoyed preaching from the narrative lectionary. It's taken me to texts that I haven't preached before and in turn, given y'all some new things to consider about God and how God interacts with humanity. The one thing I don't like much about being on the narrative lectionary schedule is that the passages of Advent aren't the passages that I associate with the season of Christmas. I don't get Isaiah and John the Baptist and Mary and Gabriel. Instead, what I get, what we get, are Old Testament prophets, Jeremiah and Daniel and Joel. This week is especially weird, at least I think it's kind of weird, and that our passage isn't so much a prepare yourselves for the Messiah as it is a prepare yourself for the coming of the Lord, and not necessarily in a good way because God is angry. That doesn't feel very Adventy to me. Doesn't feel like Christmas. As a book of the Old Testament, Joel is like many other books of the Bible, particularly because scholars can't say without question exactly who wrote it and exactly when it was written. The author is Joel, but this Joel is only mentioned in the Bible here in the book of Joel and once in the book of Acts. And as for the when it was written question, it was either the ninth century BCE, before Christ, before Common Era, in which case the other prophets, Amos, Micah, Zephaniah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, they would have used language in Joel as an influence of their writings, or the book of Joel was written in the sixth century BCE, in which case Joel used their language, the other prophet's language, when he wrote. So, who knows, right? Joel is a short book, only a few pages, and in it the prophet describes a swarm of locusts overtaking the land, destroying all that is before them, leaving a wasteland behind them. All of this happening during a time of severe drought, and according to Joel, This is happening as punishment from God, because the people had placed way too much above God on their list of priorities. One thing the majority of biblical scholars agree on is that Joel is not writing allegorically or metaphorically, meaning the locusts are not meant to represent the Persian or Babylonian army, and the drought isn't meant to represent a time of spiritual fallow. They are exactly what Joel presents them to be, a swarm of locusts destroying food sources and decimating an economy during a time of severe drought. Joel says that this is the coming of the Lord that the Lord was disappointed in the people of Judah, and so God was sending calamity their way to both punish them for their sin and to get their attention so that they might once again honor their covenant with God so that they might return or turn back to God. I understand that God can do whatever God wants to do, but I personally don't see God as vengeful against God's people. I don't think 9-11 was punishment for a wayward nation. Just like I don't believe that the coronavirus is our very own swarm of locusts sent to get us to change our ways. I don't think God said, yep, I'm feeling a little neglected, so I'm gonna go ahead and infect 15 million Americans and another 61 million worldwide with a deadly virus. And of the sick, I'm going to let 280,000 in America and another 1.3 million worldwide die from that virus because, you know, my feelings are hurt. I don't think that's how God is because that's not how Jesus is. And as a Christian, I best know who God is through Jesus. And when I read about people of faith suggesting that this virus is punishment, breaks my heart because those Christian voices always seem to get amplified. Those are the posts and the tweets that fly around the world 10 times before the truth about God's love and peace and grace and goodness gets to the county line. What I believe about God, again, because of what I know about Jesus, is that God didn't send coronavirus to punish anyone, and that God is with us all as we try to figure this out. And God is with us all when we are sick, and God is with us all when we are scared, and God is with us all when we mourn the loss of loved ones and neighbors, and when we mourn the loss of the way of life we were used to. This has been a truly horrible nine months. People are frustrated. They're stressed out. They're alternately scared and angry because the season of pandemic just seems to keep going and going and going. For me personally, this has been, and it's not even close, the very most difficult year of ministry. There's been more work to do with less people to do it We've had to figure out how to do new things on the fly. We've had to stop doing a bunch of things we love to do. I'm frustrated that we can't do what we want to, that we can't have worship the way we want to. And I know y'all are frustrated too, because you tell me almost every day through your words and actions. And if it's been challenging for me in my calling, in my vocation, I know it's also been so for you in your calling and in your vocation. I know it's been hard for everybody. We're all really ready for this to be over. We all want our new normal to start today, yesterday even, but we must remain patient. We need to stay together. We need to trust that God is with us through all of this. Joel told the people to rend their hearts, not their clothing, to tear their hearts, not their clothing. For us, I believe that that means during this time of constant change, we are to look inward to where God resides in our hearts and souls and beings. And we are to open our hearts a bit more, just a little bit more, so that God can have a bigger space in which to be. We are called by the prophet to turn from what scares us and to turn towards the love and grace and peace of God. And we are, especially now when everyone is stressed out and frustrated, we are to share God's love and grace and peace the love and grace and peace of the Christ child with others. And if we can, then we will be the instruments of physical and mental and spiritual healing that our loved ones and our neighbors so desperately need. During this modern metaphorical time of locusts and drought of coronavirus and changed behaviors, God is calling on us to help restore the broken, to help share peace and love, to be spiritually healed, and to share that healing in all we say and in all we do. This passage from Joel is not exactly what I wanted to preach from today. Maybe it's not what you wanted to hear today, but I'm trusting that right now, during this time of and during this season, that for where we are and for how we are, it is what God believes that we need. In the name of the good Father, Son, and Spirit, thanks be to God for the blessings of this family of faith. Thanks be to God, and amen. And now, something maybe a tad more Uh, traditional, a little bit more what we expect during Advent. It is Cameron singing for us, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. Cameron, thank you very much. And friends, um, that I think uh, is the perfect prelude to this last announcement. It is an announcement about next week because next week is special. Online will be our special music service of lessons and carols. Yes, it's going to be a little bit different uh, than what we're used to, but still a beautiful and joyful gift from our FSU singers, to this congregation, from this congregation, to the community, and to our Lord. And while we are in person uh, next Sunday morning, there will be lots of Christmas music. We'll sing way more than we uh, used to, are used to in these past days. And yes, I did say we will sing because I believe that we're going to get to sing from behind our masks. We can sit on our spots on the field, and we can join in with some Christmas hymns, Advent hymns, and Christmas carols. So yay, looking forward to that so very much. Friends, uh, brothers and sisters, family, as we give thanks this week for the many, many blessings of life, let us remember the blessing of God's invitation to rend our hearts to open our hearts a bit wider in order for God to heal us and for God to prepare us to be instruments of healing and peace in the world. And now, so that we might be strengthened and prepared for God's will to be done, let us receive God's holy blessing. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be kind and gracious unto you. May the Lord's face smile upon you this day and always. Thanks be to God and amen. Friends, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.